Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Football, energy drinks, beer, more football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome in. This is Bink at Night. You're on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Chris Unocero. I'm filling in for Binky's been who's been doing double duty all week long, filling in on different daytime shows. So it's about time he gets some rest. Start the weekend early. You'll hear him again on Sunday. During the Chiefs coverage, Chiefs pregame on uh 106.5 The Wolf, and obviously post-game after we finish the simulcast here on 610 Sports Radio. Got a lot of things to talk about on today's show, mostly pertaining to Chiefs-Titans this Sunday in Nashville. You'll be able to listen to that on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. And we will... Pretty much go as in-depth as we can in the next three hours. Breaking down that matchup. Also have a uh, very sad story involving my Phoenix Suns. The owner. Probably going to be in some trouble here. A little bit of Donald Sterling type situation. We'll talk about that later on in the hour. My producer, Grant Nicholson. Sad K-State fan. How you doing, man? I'm not that sad about it. You're trying to rile me up before the show. I'm not that broken up about it, man. I mean, it's it's rough, man. Your team three weeks ago was 25th in the nation. And they played the three best teams in the conference. Like, they literally played the three best teams in the conference. It's a bad stretch. It's a bad stretch. They'll turn it, it around this weekend. It, will they? Yes. Are you sure? Eh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you don't sound sure. You don't sound not that sure, all. man. It's a lot of hope over here. There's a lot of hope. There was a lot of hope going into the OK State game. And uh, it turns out they're good, though. It turns, it turns out, out they're, good. they're good. It turns out they're good. Well, we thought K-State was good, too. I want to start, though, with the biggest sports story going into the weekend here in Kansas City, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs, 3-3 three and three on the season, making a trip down to Nashville this Sunday to play the Titans at noon. And I've been, you know, if you listen to the station off and on throughout the week, if you watched any national sports media, you will hear 
tons of differing opinions about our hometown football team. And there's a lot of people who think this team is not for real. There's a lot of people that aren't buying into the team this year. If you just listen to uh, Carrington Harrison on the drive, uh, I was listening in uh, as I was driving in. He had Nate Taylor on from The Athletic, and he talked. To, he, he said that he didn't think the Chiefs would win. He picked Tennessee. Uh, Nate Taylor, uh, he picked the Chiefs. And so there's a lot of varying opinions here about this uh about this game i was watching get up this morning and you know they had four panelists on and two of them picked the titans two of them picked the chiefs there's a lot of varying opinions on who's better between these two teams and i understand that i completely understand why people would have questions about this kansas city chiefs team but i Maybe this is me being a homer. Maybe this is me being arrogant Chiefs fan because Patrick Mahomes. Maybe I'm crazy here. If you feel like I'm crazy, Grant, you can can weigh in on this. If you feel like I'm crazy, you can uh, text in on the Jays Southland Toe Service text line, which is 913-576-7610. I still believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Now, obviously, people will say, what about the Bills? What about the Ravens? You know, uh, maybe even the Titans because the Titans just beat the Bills on Monday. I I understand. I hear you. I can feel that if you think that those teams are better than the Chiefs, cool. I'm not going to – I'm not mad at you. I don't think you're stupid. I don't think you're crazy. None of that. But I still feel like the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. And and for me, I think it's a matter of – what we've seen from this team this year versus what we know this team is as far as how they've played in the last few years. The NFL has taught us that we don't take teams' performance from year after year. If a team is great in one year, the next year they're not going to be great according to the percentages. It's the reason why worst of first happens all the time in the NFL because it's so hard to be consistent year in, year out. It's so hard to be a playoff team year in, year out. Like what we've seen from Bill Belichick in the last two decades, from Andy Reid the last two decades, it defies what the NFL is about. It defies what the NFL has been built to be. The NFL has been built as this ultimate creation of parody. You'll have a team that's great one year and then the next year they miss the playoffs. A team wins the Super Bowl and the odds are that they're not going to repeat. We just saw that last year with the Chiefs. They won in 2019, 2020, they lost in the Super Bowl. Which, just to get back to the Super Bowl, is incredibly rare. Incredibly unlikely. If you look at the dynasties of the past, the Steelers, Cowboys, Packers, they didn't win them back-to-back-to-back-to-back. They won maybe a couple in a row, then there was a break, then another couple in a row, or you know maybe they were spread out over a few years. It's not a situation where, like in the NBA, 
where you get the Bulls who win three straight titles twice. Where you get the uh, you get the Warriors who win three out of four. It's it's not a situation where you're having teams constantly win back to back. It's usually there's some space between them, space between titles. The Patriots uh, they had space between their titles except for the ones they won in uh, 03 and 04. So the NFL is set so that teams do not do what the Chiefs have done. And because of that, people tend to want to buy into that parody as a reason why uh, if a team has some struggles early on in the season, then they're, they're going to be a little hesitant to say, yeah, I think that team is still what they were last year. And because of that, what we see in the NFL is what we've heard for years about the Patriots. When, it, when Tom Brady was there in New England, we heard a lot of people doubting that team, saying, oh, they're finally done. They're finished. Oh, this is the year the Patriots will be finished. Remember 2014 when the Chiefs beat the ass off of the Patriots on national television, just ruined them. And everybody was saying after that game, oh, Patriots are finished. Jimmy Garoppolo gets put in in the second half. Tom Brady was terrible in that game. Patriots are done. What did the Patriots do? They won the Super Bowl that year. And then over the years, we've been saying, oh, they're finished. They're done. And then somehow, some way, they'd win another championship. And another championship. And then Tom Brady and Bill Belichick had this divorce after 2019 Brady goes down to Tampa Bay and wins another championship. And we declared him done after his last year in New England. We've been doing this for years with great talent. Where we, we as soon as a, as, as a team or a player starts to show any semblance of a downfall, we're like, yep, they're done. They're finished. Aaron Rodgers, after 2019, so many media members. So many fans. He's done. The Packers thought he was done. So much so that they drafted his replacement and basically set the the course that they're on now where there's going to be a messy divorce between them and Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes we try to forecast the end of a dynasty or the end of of a great player's reign at the top a little prematurely. And I feel like that's what it is with the Kansas City Chiefs. Their record is a product of their mistakes, not their opponent's play. Look at the Ravens game. Yeah, the the turnovers were even. Ravens' two turnovers happened early. There was plenty of time for them to make up from those mistakes. The Chiefs' mistakes, though, happened in the most crucial moments. They were in field goal range. And Clyde fumbles. They just had a minute and a half, I think, left in the game, like minute 40 or whatever. All they had to do was run the clock out, burn some time, get a first down, and all of a sudden, they 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 sneak out of Baltimore with a win. Two straight wins in Baltimore, four straight against Baltimore overall with Lamar Jackson. You're feeling pretty good. 
Clyde fumbles. You lose that game. Next week, you come back home. Los Angeles Chargers. What happens in that game? Three times in Los Angeles territory, you turn the football over. Three times, you turn the football over. The Chiefs, let me tell you just how great this Chiefs offense is. Because people have been talking about the Chiefs offense, uh, you know, missing a step and all this mess. Right now, the Chiefs offense is historically good. Right now, they're averaging averaging 3.14 points per drive. The only offense in the last 30 years that has been, that's better than that is the 07 New England Patriots. The 07 New England Patriots that where you had Tom Brady throw 50 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards. You had Randy Moss with 23 receiving touchdowns. That offense, that's the only offense. And that offense in 07 in New England, 3.19 points per drive. They had three turnovers in Charger territory. And then when they had the game was tied and they had a chance to go down the field and get a game-winning score, field goal touchdown, Patrick Mahomes, for some reason, decides to just he, – he, it's one of those Madden interceptions where you're playing against somebody and they just heave the ball down the field even though there's safety coverage over the top. They're not looking. They're just like, I see a player down the field. I'm going to just heave it down there. And it's obviously one of the easiest picks you can have. And, and that's what happened. Just a terrible decision by Patrick Mahomes built out of desperation and you ruin the real last opportunity you had to go in and, and win the game. That's the, the reason why you lost. And then, and then let's go to the Bills game. And I know the Bills game was a little bit different. It was an 18-point loss. It wasn't the... The, the one-point loss or the seven-point loss that you had with the, uh, with the Ravens and Chargers, respectively. This loss was different. This time, you got your ass whooped on national television. And because of that, a lot of people have like, oh, Bills are better than Chiefs because they won by 18 points. Chiefs turned the ball over four times in that game, too. Not only that, one of those four turnovers was a pick six. Really, really terrible play by Tyreek Hill. Let's it bounce, picked off, touchdown. And then if you wanted to add that turnover on downs that they had at the 32 of Buffalo, that's five technically. So technically five turnovers in that game. Five drives you could have scored on. I mean, if we just take away those five turnovers, which obviously you can't, they happened, they lost the game. But if they don't turn the ball over four, you know, five times in that game, and they just get the minimum, the 3.14 points per drive, 35-31 Chiefs. This team is shooting themselves in the foot. They tried to do it against Washington, but Washington ain't that good, and they won. But they tried. They sure as hell tried, but they didn't do it. And that's ultimately why I still think they're the best in the AFC. This is a team that's really, their record is a, a monument to their sins more than anything. It's not a, a 
situation where we're looking at this team, or I, I don't think it should be a situation where you look at this Chiefs team and you're like, that's a 500, or in this case, you can't be 500 anymore because of the odd number of games, but that's a round 500 team. Chiefs are much better than what they've played. Their offense is putting up historic numbers in terms of points per drive. They have no problem moving the ball down the field. They have no problem scoring on defensive. The problem that they have is taking care of the football. And it's not like this has been an issue year in, year out. This is a modern, current issue. And usually when you have a team that's well coached, that has a lot of smart players, generally they find ways to work around that. They find ways to fix that issue. And I trust that this team will. Maybe I'm crazy. And if you think so, that's fine. You can weigh in. Jay Southland, uh, Jay Southland Toe Service text line is 913-576-7610. But I still feel like this team is the best in the conference. If you, agree, if you disagree, if you think it's the Ravens, if you think it's the, the Bills or even the Titans, I, I, I can completely understand that. Those teams have definitely earned those, those, uh, the consideration to be the top of the conference. Titans got a big win at home, got a big stop. Even though their defense is trash, they got a big stop on, on, on fourth down, in the, deep in their own territory, right in front of their goal line there. Big stop to beat the Bills. Bills went out to Arrowhead, and they beat the mess out of the Chiefs. And the Ravens beat the Chiefs at their home stadium, and have and we just saw them go out there and beat the mess out of the Chargers in, I mean, what has to be a very embarrassing showing by Los Angeles, the, the team with no home. So if you think any of those three teams I just named are, are better than the Chiefs, I, I, I can understand that. I'm not mad at you. I don't think you're stupid. I don't think you're crazy. That's cool. But I still feel like this Chiefs team's better. I just feel like they are playing well below their means. And that happens in football. That happens in sports. We watch baseball all the time. Teams play below their means. Watch basketball. They do it all the time. A lot of times those teams don't start start hot out the gate. Sometimes they kind of have to warm themselves up and get going. But I still believe that this Chiefs team is better than anyone else in this American football conference. Coming up next, I tell you what the biggest storylines are going into the Chiefs matchup with the Titans on Sunday. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived! 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Back in here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Unocero filling in for Bink. If you want to weigh in on anything that I talk about tonight, Jay Southland Tow Service Text Line 913 576 7610 from the 816. The Titans, I mean, the Ravens are best team in AFC right now, but the Chiefs will be the best team by the three quarters mark of the season. Here, like, here's my thing about the, like I said, when I think of who's the best team, it's not like who's playing the best. It's who I think is actually the best team as far as talent, as far as what I think, like what their normal performance is. It'd be different if like the Chiefs were a team that was new money, like they just started being good last year, but that's not what they are. Like, they're not like the, the Falcons from, what was that, 2018? Uh, 2017. No, no, it was, I, it was 2016, actually. I was about to say, I think it's 2016. It was 2016. It's 2016. going way it's, back. It's crazy how time flies. But, like, you know, that Falcons team was a team that just came out of nowhere and was the best team in the NFC, and then they faded away the next year. You know, or it, the Eagles were in 2017, where they were the best team in the NFC and then faded away after that. This is a team that's hosted the last three conference championship games for the AFC. They're not going away unless there is some clear uh, recession in talent. Like if we start seeing like Travis Kelsey not not being as good as he as he has been, which we have not. Tyreek Hill, if there's some recession in his talent, which we have not seen, he he has this. Uh, fascination with uh, tipping balls into the air and letting letting guys intercept them, uh, but that's really the only issue right now. He's, I mean, having one just statistically one of the one of the best seasons that uh, a receiver has been having this year. So, uh, you know, he's been stellar aside from the fact that he has an issue with ball security. Uh, you know, tipped the ball up a couple times, and I think he has like a couple fumbles. I think. 
So, you know, he's had he's had his issues with taking care of the football. But like I said, I understand if you think another team's better. But I just look at the precedent that the Chiefs have had, and I look at the fact that they are really just making mistakes themselves. They're not a team that is uh, – They're not a team that is just getting outplayed. They are playing much worse than their opponents are. The Bills just, I mean, they didn't turn the football over, and the Chiefs did four, technically five times. The Chargers were along for the ride. They won by seven. They just, they didn't turn over four times. The Chiefs did. That's how they won. You know, the Ravens needed the Chiefs to turn the ball over in their their territory in order for them to be able to win. Otherwise, Butker probably kicks a game-winning field goal. We could, we could, if not for turnovers, this team could legitimately be six and zero, and we would just be like, oh, business as usual. But because of mistakes, that's the reason why they're in the position that they're in. So I want to get into what I think are the biggest storylines going into the game on Sunday between the Chiefs and Titans. The first one being that if the Chiefs can can win on Sunday, which I think they will. But if the Chiefs can win on Sunday, all of a sudden now the narrative changes about the Chiefs. I think narrative is going to be the, the, the biggest repercussions that we get from Sunday's game between the Chiefs and Titans. The narrative around the Chiefs, if they win, is, oh, they're back now. And that's something that I think Chiefs fans will be pleased with because we do know that Chiefs fans, they can be a little sensitive as it pertains to national media. We see it all the time. If somebody somewhere, if if Skip says something bad about Patrick Mahomes, which he makes a habit of, Colin Coward says something bad about Patrick Mahomes, which he makes a habit of, people will get pissed. They'll get angry. They'll tweet at him. They'll say something. That's just the nature of us. We are very protective of our teams, especially our Chiefs. I understand. So the perception of the team changes. Now all of a sudden they're back on track. And... Now, all of a sudden, you get people who are more convinced in the team's ability to win in important games. I mean, just listen to the doubt that you hear from people in the national media talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Mahomes said, hold on, I got you, and then just absolutely proceeded to torch Washington in the second half. But did it feel like, okay, that was rock bottom, that crazy Mahomes interception, and now they come crawling back? I don't know. I, I know that they made some defensive plays and it was wildly refreshing, but I will be lying to you guys if I started thinking, if I said I, I wasn't thinking, I, I think the Chiefs might miss the playoffs. I, I think they're, they're going to lose this game. This is crazy. This is dogs and cats living together. But they saved it. They beat Washington in the second half. Does that mean anything? I don't know. It means they're alive. I mean, just think about it. Through it, and I guarantee you, Kyle Brandt wasn't the only one. It was Kyle Brandt from uh, from um, uh, Good Morning Football, who was on with Cody and Gold earlier this week. Uh, he's not the only one that thought that. There were a lot of people that were thinking that. Oh, is this team even going to make the playoffs? There were a lot of fans on Twitter that were like, "Oh no, here we go again, same old Chiefs," because we're used to it. We're used to rooting for Chiefs teams that wallow around in mediocrity. We're used to Chiefs teams that get our hopes up before the season starts, all the hype, all the talent. 
And then they go on the field and they lose games to teams that you, you think that they should beat, especially if they're going to be a contender. And they beat the ones that they should beat. And, you know, maybe occasionally they will lose a game to a team that they should beat. We see it happen. We see, we've seen it happen over the years so much. Losses to the Raiders when they weren't good. Losses to the Broncos when they weren't good or the Chargers, et cetera, et cetera. We've seen it happen over the years. So certainly in that first half, there was doubt. Then after the second half, people started to buy more into the team. I think the narrative changes a bit, and I think people are a lot more positive about this Chiefs team should they win on Sunday. Should the Titans win? No. Now all of a sudden things are different. I, I was watching on Get Up this morning. They showed a percentage, uh, an, uh, a percentage of you know chance that the Chiefs would make the playoffs if various outcomes happened. It was like a ninety percent chance if the Chiefs win. If they lose on Sunday to the Titans, uh, according to their calculations, which you know I don't know how the hell they do this, uh, and it, knowing it's the ESPN is probably just some random BS that they they put together. They predicted that the Chiefs would have a 61% chance of making the playoffs. So now the narrative around the Chiefs is, oh, they're going to miss playoffs. Or if they make the playoffs, it's a wild card team. And the narrative changes for the Titans, too. For the Titans, this is a big, big game. This is huge. This is bigger than that Bills game on Monday. Because if they beat the Chiefs, now the Titans are the front runner in the AFC. Even above the Ravens because of what happened with the Bills. They beat the Bills. The Bills were, you know, right now still are the favorites to come out of the AFC. If the Ravens, I mean not the Ravens, but the Titans win on Sunday against the Chiefs, now they're the team. Now Derrick Henry is your leader in the MVP race. Now all of a sudden everything changes if Tennessee wins. This is a huge game for them. This means this is going to be their Super Bowl, if you will, at least up to this point. This is going to be their Super Bowl. If you think the Titans aren't going to be jacked for this game, you're not paying attention. They're going to be so hyped for this game. This is going to be huge for them. This is going to be a revenge game for them because the the AFC Championship game in 2019. And this is going to be a chance for them to go out there and show the world that they're for real. And teams usually, unless they're really soft, they usually, when they're in these situations, they are, they're ready to go. They're in the right zone. They're in the right mode. So this is big. This is big for them. And hopefully the Chiefs are ready to, to handle that energy because it's not going to be something that it, they, they can't go in there and expect the, the Titans team to roll over for them just because they're the Chiefs. Another storyline that could come out of it, should the Chiefs win, is the defense. Because the defense is going to have to play some part in a Chiefs victory. They're not going to have to go out. They, they, they can't go out there and be Swiss cheese for, for Derrick Henry. They can't be turnstiles for Henry to just run through to the end zone. They have to do at least a, a job as good as what they've done this year. They can't allow Derrick Henry to run for 188 yards like he did in Nashville two years ago. They got to keep him maybe just above 100 rushing. If you do that, I think you're fine. I think you're good. You can work with that because you got Patrick Mahomes. But if the defense is able to, to hold him 
you know, to about league about his average or a little bit below that, all of a sudden people are like, okay, well, Chiefs can count on their defense. If they could do what they did in the championship game, the narrative around the defense is going to change. The narrative is going to become what it was in 2014 with the Patriots, where the Patriots had like the worst defense in football the first month of the season. And then after that, it completely changed. The defense got much better. It was like top 10 the rest of the way. And it helped fuel that that New England run to a championship. Another narrative point that is going to be talked about heavily is going to be the turnover problem. And for the Chiefs to win, the turnover problem is going to be probably the biggest issue they're going to have to solve. Because they give, even though they, they score a lot of points per drive, um, they give the ball away way too damn much. And that means that you're missing out on key points. Because they're giving the ball away in opponent territory a lot. We saw it happen a few times. Uh, we saw it happen, I think, all three of the turnovers in Washington, I believe, were in Washington territory. So that's points you miss right there. Um, you had, You had, I think it was... You had three happen against the Chargers at home. You had one that happened. It might have been two in Baltimore where you're turning the ball over in your territory. Actually, it was just, it was just the one. It was the Clyde fumble. Like Important points that you're missing out on because of key turnovers in your opponent's territory. You can't do that. Like The Chiefs' average drive puts them in field goal range every single time. That, is, that means that they are so dangerous. But you, when, you're, when you're turning the football over, you're bailing the opposing team out. Can they solve that problem and really become the most dangerous team in the league because they don't make mistakes and their offense can move at will? That's going to be huge. And then the final storyline is whether or not the Titans can live up to the pressure. Because, you know, as I just stated, this is going to be the Super Bowl for the Titans on Sunday. If they can beat the Chiefs, now all of a sudden... They're on top. They are going to be one of the favorites in the in the conference to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Derrick Henry's going to be the front runner for the MVP. It's important for them. So if they're going to do that, then they got to win. They if they're going to if they're going to reach that point, they got to win, and they got to do it against a team that is scary for teams. It they are the Chiefs are still a scary team for people to face because you they got a terrible defense. The, the Titans have a terrible defense and they're going against the best offense in the league. So I, I understand that this is going to be, uh, they're going to be jacked for this, but they're also going to be feeling pressure. And if the chiefs come out and they're able to just move the ball at will and score, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on them. And that could get into Vrabel's head. That can get into Tannehill's head. That can get a Derrick Henry's head, especially if they start hitting Derrick Henry early and he's not able to take big chunks out the defense. That could change the game. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the Titans on Sunday. Chiefs will have pressure too, but Titans are going to have a ton of pressure because the stakes for them are a little bit higher. Coming up, there's a narrative about Mahomes that I think is wrong, and I'll tell you what that is next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back in here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, Chris Inocero, Grant Nicholson. Got you here till 9 o'clock. First 40, almost 45 minutes now have flown by. Yeah, seriously, bro. Seriously, dude, these shows always fly by. You sprinted through those narratives. I did. I didn't even use half the, I haven't even used half the topics I wrote for the first two segments. So I, I do want to get into um, there's something that people have been saying about Patrick Mahomes that I need to address. And somebody on the on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line, which is 913-576-7610, if you want to weigh in, has already jumped into the the uh they've already they've already said something that I'm gonna make a point about in this segment. Somebody uh made a, a Basically said that Mahomes need to send his baby down to Texas until March, which is that's a, that's a bad thing to tweet, send out to us. But nonetheless, there's a lot of people, and I, I I've heard this from I've seen this on Twitter. My mom has asked me about this. My girlfriend has asked me about this. I've had people ask me about it. Is Patrick Mahomes distracted? Is is this what's wrong with Patrick? Is he distracted? Because you 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 watch the NFL games, you watch Sports Center, uh, you watch, I mean, really any sporting event now. Patrick Mahomes is all over it. Like seriously, Patrick Mahomes is right now, as far as exposure, is there an athlete that is has more exposure than Patrick? Like just as far as like what we see on television, especially here in Kansas City, like. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not on TV quite as much as he is. LeBron isn't like. Right now, like if you watch a Chiefs game, Mahomes is in almost every single commercial break. There's a State Farm commercial or an Oakley commercial, or like you had a high V and he's all over the place. He's got this like uh, sports drink that he's advertising that there was a stand there for it. Like he's everywhere now. And it's gotten to a point where some people think that it might be a, 
a distraction. Right now, all this fame that he's accumulated, you know, the fact that he's now uh, newly a father and he's planning a wedding and he's he's got all these things happening in his life. Is that distracting him? Is that why he's turning the football over? I, I feel like we need to to cut this out. I feel like we need to end this. Mahomes ain't distracted by this. Because at the end of the day, everything we've seen from him has been, like he's been hyper-focused. We saw throughout the offseason so many videos of him working out. Like, what was it, like a month or two after he had surgery on turf toe? He's out here doing drills where he's practicing, doing what he was doing in the Tampa Bay game, running away from some guy with cones and whatnot. Like, he was basically back on the practice field a month after surgery for an injury that had him hobbling around throughout the playoffs. And he's running around training. He was getting the guys together and training all throughout the offseason. He's running routes. He's, he's throwing to guys. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is as dedicated to his job as I think I have seen from a professional athlete. This guy loves football. He loves football. He, 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 I mean, I don't know if I've seen a Chiefs player that loves football like Mahomes does. Like, this is his life. He's going to be one of those guys that when he leaves football, he's, it's going to be hard for him to do it like Tom Brady right now, where I think Tom Brady's going to have a really hard time leaving football in a few years. It's, I think it's going to be the same with Mahomes. Mahomes is going to be one of those guys that's going to want to play to his like 45, maybe even 50 if he can, if he can cut it. So I don't think it's it's a, a distraction thing. I just feel like it's an easy, convenient excuse when a, a player is making mistakes for us to say it has to be some sort of distraction outside of their job. Like, like we can't have lives separate from our profession. Like, Grant, you, you do things outside of radio, right? I do many, many you things do a outside lot of, of things. radio. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. And I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this show has a has a full-time job, maybe a part-time job. Uh, maybe you're a student or whatever. Maybe you have school. And you do things outside of that profession or outside of school that don't necessarily have any effect or don't at all have any effect on what you do in your professional life or your, or your uh, school career. And if you mess up on a test or something, if you mess up something on the job, is your boss going to be like, well, what were you doing? Why didn't you, you know, try to study more on your job? Why didn't you spend more time trying to learn more about your job? We don't do that there. But we do this all the time with athletes, with coaches. We do it with politicians all the time. They take some time off. If they have this new development in their life, Somehow that's a distraction for them. Somehow that's taking away from uh, their ability to perform. And sometimes we do see that. Sometimes we do. I mean, if, if you follow MMA, John Jones is like a prime example. John Jones has spent his entire MMA career uh, doing cocaine and going to strip clubs and partying instead of training to fight. Apparently the same thing has happened with Deontay Wilder. Uh, there was a juicy report that came out uh, the week after he got knocked out by Tyson Fury where he basically hasn't been taking his training seriously. And we see it with the results. But 
you look at Patrick Mahomes and literally the only issue that he has right now is turnovers. It's not yards. It's not touchdowns. I think he, I think he still leads the league in passing touchdowns. The offense right now is as efficient as an offense as we've probably ever seen. The only offense that in the last 30 years that's more efficient than this Chiefs offense is at scoring is the 07 Patriots offense. That's it. The Chiefs' average drive gets them into field goal range every time. Their average drive nets them over three points every time. It's not an issue of distraction. It's not an issue of him being preoccupied with things in his personal life. It's an issue of pressure. It's an issue with his defense. He's forcing things. He's trying too hard to make things happen. And because of that, I feel like we are making something uh, we are making something out of uh, a, a non-issue. For him, I don't believe he trusts his defense. He has reverted back to his uh, he's reverted back to his Texas Tech days, where he's going to go out and just try to win the game himself. He's going to try to carry the team and put the team on his back. And because of that, sometimes that leads you to ruin. And I think that's where he's going. Uh, I think that's where he's been going this year. He's been trying to carry this team because he doesn't trust the defense. And I, I, I think that as the defense puts together some good performances, I think he's going to realize, oh, well, okay, I can trust these guys a bit. And he's not going to force things as much. Plus, he's also had the issue with Tyree killing guys, uh, you know, bouncing, you know, tipping balls up in the air and letting defenders catch it. They got to stop doing that stuff. So there's a lot of misfortune. But for him, I think he's just trying too hard to make things happen because of his defense. Coming up next, there's another major scandal in the NBA that's going to result in a big shakeup. I'll talk about it next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. 
Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Final few minutes of the first hour here on Think at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. I want to get into this uh, story on Robert Sarver here real quick before the top of the hour. Uh, Robert Sarver is the Phoenix Suns owner, and according to Jordan Schultz on Twitter, um, there is going to be a bombshell report coming out in the next few days or so. Basically... He's being accused of racism, sexism, and sexual harassment. And if you remember a few years ago, I know this was, uh, God, this was like just maybe almost a year and a half after I started here at 610. Uh, Donald Sterling, who is the former owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, he had a big scandal and he was forced to sell the Clippers. And I feel like if this bombshell report is as advertised, we could see another forced sale. At this point now, uh, Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, is kind of forced. He's kind of set the precedent to where if they don't do it, it's going to be something that people will talk about and criticize him for for a long time. So this is going to be a massive story. And and supposedly there's like 50 people that have been interviewed for this. So this, this ain't no like, you know, your water average water cooler talk. This is not like when Adam Schefter sends an email to his source to have them approve his story that he's going to send out through ESPN. This is going to, this is going to be something that is going to be all over sports center. It's going to be all over Twitter Every every sports news source you find is going to be all over. This is going to dominate the headlines for a while. And this could be a situation where you see the Phoenix Suns, the reigning Western Conference champions, have to be sold in the middle of the season. And so this is this could actually be a very monumental story. And I think that this whole situation kind of mirrors the situation with with John Gruden where you had a coach get fired because of offensive emails he sent uh in part when he was when he was with uh working for ESPN when he was a part of the media and it makes you wonder cuz you had now you, this is if if these allegations are true this is the second owner in the NBA who's been caught being racist and you know with other forms of bigotry you know being accused of sexual harassment as well 
that's now two owners that you've had be forced to sell their teams. Well, what's going to happen if, because, you know, if, if you've been paying attention, Congress is pushing to try to get the other emails, the other thousand or so emails that uh, the NFL was able to get their hands on in the subpoena during discovery for that lawsuit with, with uh, the Washington football team. What happens if you see more emails out there? What happens if you see more people out there? I mean, John Gruden can't be the only one that's sending racist and, and homophobic and sexist things over email. There has to be a lot of people out there that are doing this in the NFL circles. And now that you're starting to see it become an issue in, NBA, in the NBA, where now you have a second owner being accused of this stuff, it makes you wonder how many owners are like that. How many general managers are like that and members of front office staff, coaches, et cetera. This could be something that really, this could be a a major moment in the changing of uh, American sports culture, because it could mean that we could see a massive number of firings and teams being sold. And I mean, like you'd think that John Gruden probably never works in football again. You know, I mean, Who's who's gonna hire him? I mean, really, ESPN's not gonna bring him back. Maybe you know, maybe like FS1 will bring him back or something. But like, I, I doubt he gets a job anywhere. You know, if Robert Sarver has to sell, like, that's the end of his reputation there, and he's gonna walk away really rich off of it. But still, like, that's a reputation killer right there. It, I I really think that this could change a lot of the sports landscape because now you're going to see more and more people get taken down with these guys. And, and it, it, I don't think this is going to be the end of it. I think there's going to be uh similar, what we saw with the me too movement where it was like one person and then another person got, got uh, exposed and then another person got exposed. And all of a sudden it was just like every day someone else was getting exposed. This could be something that happens with with uh, this scandal here with Sarver, and especially if uh, the emails, the other emails with uh, from Washington get released, we could see a massive number of sports media personalities, owners, coaches, etc., uh, lose their jobs and get pushed out of the business because of who they are behind closed doors. Coming up next, I think people have been a little too critical of Tyron Matthew for how he is handling his social media. And I'll tell you why next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.